Have you heard about dry eye disease? Did you know that women are more in risk of having this condition? Did you know that dry eye symptoms can be side effects of some medications? By the end of this podcast, you'll know what dry eye disease is, some risk factors, and some treatments. The association between dry eye disease and a medication for treating breast cancer, and when to seek an eye health professional for treatment. First, I will give a brief introduction about dry eye disease, and then I will chat with Pauline Koo, a clinical researcher at the University of Sydney SafeSat Institute, who recently submitted her PhD in dry eye disease under the supervision of Professor Stephanie Watson, who is the head of the Corner Research Group at the University of Sydney SafeSat Institute. I am Maria Cabrera Aguas, a researcher at the University of Sydney SafeSat Institute. Welcome to the Sydney Eye Podcast. Before we kick off our episode today, I want to say that I'm very grateful to you for the amazing engagement that we have had recently. We've reached more than 500 downloads that last week. I've seen your comments and reviews and can see that you are learning something and are benefiting from the podcast. I want to read one review saying, Great tips and advice about everything I related from the experts. Please keep sharing this podcast with family, friends and colleagues. And don't forget to rate this podcast in whatever podcast platform you use or send us an email to sitipodcast at gmail.com. You can also subscribe to this podcast by clicking on subscribe and receive a notification when a new episode is released. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and YouTube. Dry eye disease is a common condition that happens when your tears are not able to lubricate your eyes. There are two types of dry eye disease, aqueous and evaporative. The aqueous type refers when the lacrimal glands do not produce enough tears. The evaporative type refers when the tears have poor quality. This is caused by meibomian gland dysfunction in 85% of cases. Meibomian glands are, a ti- are the tiny oil glands located in the margin of the eyelids, which produce oil to coat the surface of the eyes and keep the water component of the tears from evaporating or drying out. Meibomian gland dysfunction refers to the condition where these glands are not producing enough oil. Risk factors to suffer these conditions include female gender and advancing age, blepharitis, which means infection of the eyelids, meibomian gland disease, rosacea, decreased blinking from, for example, in prolonged computer use, ocular autoimmune disease, for example, cicatricial pemphigoid, systemic autoimmune disease, for example, in Sjogren syndrome, lupus, rheumatoid arthritis, use of medications, for example, for high blood pressure, for depression, for allergies, or for hormone replacement, low humidity environment due to air conditioning or heating, and low intake of omega-3 fatty acids. Patients often present with non-specific symptoms, such as stinging, 
burning or scratching sensation in, in the eyes, sensitivity to light, red eye, a sensation of having something in your eyes, difficulty wearing contact lenses, difficulty with nighttime driving, watery eyes, blurred vision, or fatigue in your eyes. Clinical assessment and various tests are required to diagnose the severity of dry eye disease and its appropriate therapy. GPs and pharmacists can recommend the following treatments for mild disease. For example, ocular lubricants, drops, gels, or ointments, depending on the severity of symptoms, preferably unpreserved. Treat blepharitis with lead wipes or antibiotic treatment to lead margins for one week. Apply warm compresses to eyelids to optimize the meibomian gland function. Modify environment to decrease a quick dry out of the tears, for example, increase air humidity, reduce computer use, increase frequency of breaks for eye rest, and increase conscious blinking. Also, it's important to review medications that may increase dry eye symptoms, for example, medications for high blood pressure, for depression, for allergies, or for hormone replacement. So, when to see an optometrist or ophthalmologist? For example, in cases where patients have moderate to severe eye pain, sensitivity to light, marked redness in one eye, vision loss, ulcer in the cornea, or when there are persistent or worsening symptoms after one month of appropriate treatment. To talk more about dry eye disease, I have invited Pauline Koo, our clinical researcher at the University of Sydney Safeside Institute, who recently submitted her PhD in dry eye disease under the, under the supervision of Professor Stephanie Watson, who is the head of the Cornell Research Group at the University of Sydney Safeside Institute. Okay, welcome Pauline, and thank you so much for joining us in our show today. Thank you for having me. <laughs> so, well, I understand that your doctoral thesis was a combination of different studies on dry eye disease, but today I would like to concentrate on one of your studies um, in postmenopausal women who were taking a medication called, well, categorized as aromatase inhibitor to treat breast cancer. Can you tell us more about this study? Yeah, so aromatase inhibitors are the first line of treatment for breast cancer in postmenopausal women. And recently there's been studies that's found an association between dry eyes and aromatase inhibitor therapy. So dry eye occurs where the eyes don't produce enough tears or produce poor quality tears. And it can often lead to that burning sensation, redness, watery eyes, and even blurred vision. The studies that have found the prevalence of dry eyes in women with aromatase, on aromatase inhibitor therapy has shown that it's significantly higher um, in these patients than healthy postmenopausal women. And so this is important because one in eight women are expected to develop breast cancer in their lifetime. And that means in the foreseeable future, millions of women are likely to use aromatase inhibitors. And this is a cause for concern as Studies have shown aromatase inhibitor side effects are strongly associated with treatment non-compliance. So that basically means a patient will just stop taking their medication because of these side effects. And then this can increase the risk of relapse. 
So the existing studies that have reported dry eyes in aromatase inhibitor patients have explored this, but they've only done it via dry eye questionnaires. And so we wanted to actually explore the effects of aromatase inhibitor therapy on the ocular surface via dry eye clinical assessments as limited studies have explored this particular aspect of, um, of the eye. It is important to understand that dry eye symptoms may be related to this medication and not only to the age of the women. So what was the purpose of the study? Yeah, so the aim of the study was to test whether symptomatic dry eye and aromatase inhibitor patients are associated with the clinical features of evaporated dry eye. And the reason why this is so important is because we know that dry eye signs and symptoms are poorly correlated. Um, so this is why this, we conducted the study. Okay. And what were the main results? What, what did you find out? So we, the study found that over 64% of aromatase inhibitor patients experience dry eye symptoms. And these patients with the symptomatic dry eye had higher T osmolarity as well as increased meibomian glands dropout um, than those patients who didn't have dry eye symptoms. So what What that actually means is firstly, tea osmolarity refers to the concentration of particles in your tears, for example, sodium and, and other electrolytes. In aromatase inhibitor patients, elevated tea osmolarity was observed. And this was because higher tea osmolarity is, and this is important because higher tea osmolarity is considered one of the main causes of ocular surface damage. Um, with regards to meibomian glands dropouts, um, it's changes in the meibomian glands actually impact ocular health. The meibomian glands are the tiny oils, um, the glands which line the margin of the eyelids. So basically, like if you were to shut your eyes, it's the part where the eyelids touch. Um, and they are responsible for producing meibom, which is an oily substance that prevents evaporation of the IST film. When a patient experiences meibomian glands dropout, this less oil um, is secreted into the tear film, which then causes the tears to evaporate more quickly, um, resulting in dry eye. And we found that in aromatase inhibitor patients, They, there has an increase in meibomian um, glands dropout, which would explain their dry eye symptoms. So the study also determined that patients that were um, on aromatase inhibitor for longer durations were also more likely to experience dry eye symptoms. Very interesting findings. Just to clarify, were the participants taking this medication to treat an active cancer or were they in remission? Um, so they're taking uh, so they take aromatase inhibitors to prevent the cancer from coming back. Okay, you're saying when a patient has a high osmolarity and meibomian gland dropouts, the patient will have more symptoms. So okay. they're more likely to experience um, either dry eye symptoms um, and as well as signs. They were showing signs of dry as well. More on dry eye disease up next. But first, we have a question for you, the listeners. Do you or have you had symptoms of dry eye disease and have been treated? Email us at seedeyepodcast at gmail.com or share on Twitter or Instagram with the hashtag seedeyepod. That's hashtag S-Y-D-E-Y-E-P-O-D. Okay, so based, based on the results, um, so would you give any... Are there any recommendations for this kind of uh, women who are taking the, the medication? Yeah, so, um, you know, I think it's really important for aromatase, women on aromatase inhibitor that the moment they experience dry eye symptoms, that they should visit either their ophthalmologist or optometrist to seek treatment. Now, while dry eye 
um, can have a significant impact on a patient's quality of life. Um, there are really effective and simple interventions available to alleviate these symptoms, such as warm compressions or um, artificial tears. So seeking help immediately would, would benefit them a lot. Great initial recommendations. But were the patients under any treatment for these signs or symptoms of dry eye? So a lot of these patients don't actually know that the, the dry eye may be linked to their medication itself. So um, for many of them, they weren't actually on treatment. Um, so after coming to our study, uh, you know, participating in our study, we actually um, either referred them to an optometrist or an ophthalmologist um, or got them to go see their um, either the optometrist or ophthalmologist for treatment. Would you, uh, do you have any recommendations for clinicians after, after this study? Yeah, so I definitely recommend clinicians assess their patients um, who, are, who have breast cancer and are on aromatase inhibitor for dry eye disease. You know, as I said, many study, uh, many women um, who do have, who are on aromatase inhibitors aren't even aware. And then they don't tend to seek help either because they don't link the two things together. So screening patients for mebamine lens dropout as well as um, tear similarity may assist in identifying dry eye disease. For GPs and oncologists who may not have access to a lot of these ophthalmic testing equipment, they could use the dry eye questionnaire, such as the ocular surface disease index. And this can help identify patients who are experiencing symptoms and from that they could refer them to an eye care professional. Great advice for GPs and oncologists to use this questionnaire. Pauline, if people want to contact you, what would be the best way to do it? Um, definitely either my Twitter or my email. So um, just, yeah, which Maria, are you going to provide that? <laughs> um, so yeah, yeah okay. um, so you can either um, follow me on Twitter, which is um, KooTweets, uh, or you could contact me on my email, which is pauline.koo at sydney.edu.au. Okay, perfect, Pauline. No, thank you so much for briefly uh, tell us, uh, telling us about your study. So we'll keep in contact. Thank you so much. Thank you. To recap, dry eye disease is a common condition that happens when your tears are not able to lubricate your eyes. Risk factors include female gender and advancing age, blepharitis, meibomian gland disease, prolonged computer use, ocular or systemic autoimmune diseases, for example, Lisjogren syndrome, lupus, rheumatoid arthritis, or the use of medications for high blood pressure, depression, allergies, or hormone replacement, among others. Common symptoms include stinging, burning, or a scratching sensation in your eyes, sensitivity to light, red eye, a sensation of, ha of having something in your eyes, difficulty, difficulty wearing contact lenses, difficulty with dry nighttime driving, Water, watery eyes, blur vision, or eye fatigue. An aromatase inhibitor is a medication to treat breast cancer. Postmenopausal women under this treatment may present with symptoms of dry eye disease without associating that this is a side effect of the medication. If you or someone you know are taking this medication, please see an ophthalmologist for further advice. I am Maria Cabrera Aguas. Thanks for listening to the Sydney Eye Podcast. If you haven't yet subscribed to this podcast, you are invited to do so to receive a notification when a new episode is released. 
please keep sharing this podcast with your family, friends and colleagues. If you have any questions, comments or suggestions, please send them to sitipodcast at gmail.com and connect with us on Twitter at Cabrera Marie. It's C-A-B-R-E-R-A-M-A-R-I-E or at Corneal Research using the hashtag S-Y-D-E-Y-E-P-O-D or on Instagram at Dr. Maria Cabrera. We'll see you next time. Have a good one. Bye.